Okay, let's get started. Parshas Nasso, Tavshin Ayin Hey, and uh, we start with something small, something uh, a one-liner from the Chedushi Harim, and he tells us in the little in the little sefer called Chiyucha Shel Torah, with little thoughts that are supposed to bring a little smile to our faces. That's why it's called Chiyucha Shel Torah. Some of them are sarcastic, some of them are uh, just little thoughts. So he notes that we know that Nasso is the longest parsha of the year in Psukim, 176 Psukim. And it is connected, as we know, to 176 psukim in Kufiutes in Tehillim and 176 dafim of Bavavasra, the longest mesechta in pages. Isn't it interesting that we do this parsha right after Shuas every year? Just so happens. It works out that way because Ezra said we have to lay the Tochacha, the Shabbos before the Shabbos before Shavuos. So that's why Bamidbar is always the Shabbos before Shavuos, and Nasa was the Shabbos always right after Shavuos. What's the message? Says the Chidushi Harim, right after we got the Torah, we should show that we appreciate it, and that we love it, and we don't want to rush out from hearing it. And that's why it's no coincidence that right after Shavuos, we have... The longest parsha v'rotzim anu laharos as chavivus hatorah aleinu. We want to show the chavivus hatorah how much we we love it, how much we can't wait to to listen to it, and that is why we have the longest parsha right after zman matan torah seinu. Okay, so let's get into some of the halachas. The beginning of the parsha talks about connecting to the previous parsha about the masaos and what each family of Levi carried, Gershon, Kahas, and Merari, and we have the Bnei Gershon in this week's parsha. What they carried, they carried the Yerios, and they carried the Kalei HaChatzer, the Chulu, and then we get into some of the countings, and then we have Perak Hei, Pasach right at, Perak Hei, Pasach Beis, right after we went through and finished all the Masos, which is really a continuation of last week's parsha. what's the first set of halachas? What's the first mitzvah that we have here at the beginning of Parakei? Vaydabar Hashem HaMoshe Leymar, Tzav es Bnei Yisrael v'yishalchum en amachane kol tzaruah v'chol zav v'chol tamei lanefesh. Send out from the machane all people who are tamei. We have the parsha called Shiluach Tameim. We know the machane was split up into different camps, concentric circles, so to speak, and depending what type of tumma a person was, one is very Tameh, they had to be outside of all three Machinas. Somewhat Tameh out of two, and only a little bit Tameh, not really a little bit, a little bit in terms of this halacha, so then they're only said that of one Machinah. And those are the three people listed in the Pasuk, Vishalchum and there's a mitzvah daraisa to send out people from the Machinah called Sarua, somebody who has Saras, they call Zav, a Zav or a Zava, somebody who has Tuma, Hayotze Megufo, Vichal Tamei Lanafesh, or somebody who is Tamei Mace, someone who came in contact with a dead body. Rashi quotes Chazal that each of these are going, are sent out a different amount. Mitzora, Zav, and Tamei Lanafesh. Rashi quotes right here that we know Shalosh Machanos Hayusham, Bishas Chaniyasan. There were three encampments, both in the Midbar and in Yerushalayim. The most innermost sanctum, the most kadosh area, the machinashchina, where Hakadosh Baruch Hu Kaviyachal resided, around, and that was in the midbar. That was where the Aaron was. That was where the center of it all. 
Chanoyes Leviim Saviv, Imachana Leviya, the Leviim with their families were surrounding the Aron, and of course around the Leviim were all the rest of Klal Yisrael, three Shvatim on each side. Umisham Batsof Machana the Golam, the Kalar Baruchos, He Machana Yisrael. If somebody got Saras, both in the Midbar or later on, they were sent out of all the Machadas. They had to sit away from everybody. A Mitzorah, the most Chamor outside even of Machana Yisrael. A Zava, a Zava is sent out of two. A Tamei Meis is only sent out of one, only sent out of the Machana Shechina. Okay, those are the Halachas. Details explained in the Gemara. If you look in the Medrash, the Medrash, in source number two, adds in a deeper understanding of this mitzvah. The Medrash connects it to something that we wouldn't have expected. First of all, keep that in mind. We'll get back to that later. That the Parsha starts off with a Tzav is B'nai Yisrael. Hashem tells Moshe to command B'nai Yisrael to send everyone out. So we'll get back to that. Rabbanan Patrin Kra Begalus. But the Rabbanan explains a deeper understanding of the Pasik relating to Galus, to exile, send out of the Machaneh. All of Klal Yisrael later were sent out of the Machana, sent out of Eretz Yisrael. Al Sha'avru Yisrael ala mitzvos nischaibu shiluach zegalus. Vishalchum and Amachana, because we violated the mitzvos, that's why we were sent out of the Machana. We defiled ourselves. Vishalchum and Amachana, ain Vishalchu ala Lashen Galus. That's what your Miyoa Navi, the Navi that describes Galus, the author of Eicha. Shalach me'al panai v'yetzayu. Minamachanezu Eretz Yisrael. Shosham shechina shora. So on a deeper level, v'yishalchu. Shiluach is galus. And minamachanez means from Eretz Yisrael, which is God's encampment. Kol tzaruah v'cholza v'chol tamilah The three people who are tamay, says the Medrash, these are alluding to the big three averos. Mitzor, Razav, and tamilah nefesh, the big three. Says the Medrash, Ramaz Lahem on line 7, Shem Ya'avru Yisrael al Shalosh Averos Halalu, Avodazara, Gili Arayas, Ushvichas Damim. If anyone violates any of these, Nishaivu Galus. And as we know, the Gemara Yuma tells us that first base Amigdash, right? That was the first time we were sent to Galus, so that was because of the big three Averos. Tsarua Zu Avodazara. The first one, Mitzorah, that's a reference to Avodah Why? Ma Mitzorah Metami Bebiyah, Av Avodah Metami Bebiyah. The only two people, two types of Tumah, or items, that spread its tentacles, its spiritual tentacles, in the entire area, in the entire house. Mitzorah, Tumas Mace also, not for now, but Avodah the Gemara compares it, Metami Bebiyah. Ziva is related to Gilead Rayos, and Tumas Nefesh, Right, a dead body is compared to shofche damim murder. Those are the three that are alluded to in the passage. This is the medrash sent out of the machana as we're really referring to galus. Ask the klayakar, why is the Baal HaMedrash doing this? Why is it doing it, and why is it doing it here? Why is it focusing on this? Ask the klayakar in source number three. First, he quotes the medrash, and then he asks. Vidarash line five, call Pasik Zaal Golios. Vikasha, Golios Mandakar Shmei. We just we finally got the Mishkan, we have Ashraza Shrina, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the Bali Medrish say, Oh, this is an allusion to going into Golos. It's an allusion to you finally got it, 
and now it's going to, it's alluding to the fact that it's going to be lost. The Medjur is telling us to totally negate and not focus on the Pshuta Shel Mikra. Venire, so says the Klayakar, the Balha Medrish is ans- trying to answer another question that he is bothered by. Venire, Shedas Balha Medrish Latare Smichas Parshazulakan. The Balha Medrish is wondering why is this halacha quoted here? The first thing we have to know, we finally have Ashras Ashkina. We finally have the ultimate structure that we've been waiting for since Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Right, we went out of Mitzrayim, we received the Torah, and now Hashem commanded us, all the Shifrit Shvatim, you go in these areas, you go in these spots, the Levim in the middle, you carry the Aron. We're finally here, we've made it, until we hit, we're into Eretz Yisrael. But we've made it, and we're, we're supposed to go in very soon. And then, the first mitzvah that we get is, send the Tmeim out of the Machaneh. Why is that so crucial? Why is that the first one after Bamidbar, we're set up, the Tagalim, and then we have this. Keep Rosh Chodesh Nisan, Namra. Because after all, says the Klayakar, this was said right away on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Right, Rashi already quotes that. Rashi quotes at the beginning of the Pasik. Parshazu Namra, Biyom Shehukah Mishkan. On the day the Mishkan was put up, this was said. So ask the Klayakar. Okay, how do you know it was said? Because you know, in a couple of days from now, the people who were Tame Pesach time said it's not fair. Right, we want to do the we want to do the Karma Pesach too, and in next week's parsha we have the discussion of Pesach Sheni. Sorry, it's a little light on the bottom, but the second to last line. So, what is this parsha doing here? Why? What is the significance? That's what the Bala Medrash is bothered by. Why is this such an important mitzvah to have right here at the beginning of our journey through the desert? Elavadai, the purpose must be something deep. Once we have the entire structure set up, turning the page, so Hashem is telling us, now you have it, don't lose it. Don't do it, lose it on an individual level. Don't lose it on a communal level. So right when we finally gain our goals, we've reached our, 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 the climax that, we've, that we can reach as we travel. We've made it. So Hashem has to tell us at that moment, that's exactly what should be first. Don't do something that you could lose this whole thing. Pashtus, don't reject the Pshuto Shomikra on an individual level. If I, if I do an Avera that causes me to have Tsaras or Ziva or Tumas Mesa, I have to be careful about. But Chazal said this must be an implicit and hidden message for all of Ka Yisrael as well. And that's why they connected the cardinal sins, the serious Averos, to these, to these personalities. Why? These three individuals it seems on a deeper level that what they're connected to is a shemetz, a little hint of the more serious Averos. They didn't violate Mamish, but the more serious Averos. As he says, one of the Averos that Saras comes from is Avodazara. As we know, he quotes a medrash that they got Saras by the Chet Egel. Vichulu, and then he continues. Ziva, Ziva, we know is related line eleven. Ziva shalohi osashu paritz barayos. One is not as in, uh, uh, 
as controlled in the area of Arayos. And finally, if somebody is in a context of Tumas Mace, maybe it's because one doesn't have the incredible value outlook on every minute of life. And that's why, says the Klayakar on line 17, that is why he said, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, first, don't do something that could cause you to lose everything that we have finally achieved. So this isn't only unusually put here, but it's specifically put here, says the Klayakar, because we have to remember the goal and remember what could cause us to undermine everything that we have achieved already. Okay. So then we get into now the two major topics that are discussed here in the fourth Aliyah. And that is Sota and Nazir. The Parsha of Sota, the Parsha of Nazir, Chazal, mentioned to us already the connection between the two. Every detail, though, of every area of halacha, though sometimes on the surface, without studying it, it seems somewhat strange to us. What's the symbolism? But the more we study and the more we delve, the more we can realize that every little detail is significant. So if we think about the parsha, the tahalif, the process of an isha sota, once we discussed in the past with Yaakov Kamenetsky and the Ramban, the Ramban who says this is the only mitzvah in the entire Torah where we are somechal hanes, unbelievable idea. We rely on a miracle to happen, to prove innocence or, or guilt in this context. But what did we do? What is those famous waters made of? What's in the water? What's in the water? So the Torah tells us what's in the water. What's in the water? Perek. Hey, Pasuk Yudzayin. What does the Kohen take? Velakach HaKohen Mayim Kedoshim Beklicheres. Holy water. Mayim Kedoshim. What kind of holy water? From the Kiyor. The same place where the Kohanim wash their hands and their feet every morning and before they do the Avodah. So, Mayim Kedoshim in a Klicheres. Min Afar. From dirt. Asher Yiyabakakar HaMishkan. Dirt from the floor of the Mishkan. Yikach HaKohen Venasad Alamayim. Dirt and water. That's what's mixed in. And then a little later on, we put Shem Hashem on a cloth. Okay. But the real ingredients are dirt and water. That's what creates the miracle. That's what creates the nace, possibly. Ask the Zion Latar of Sarotskin. So what's the reason for the dirt and the water? We could come up with something more, you know, something different at least, something more unique, just dirt and water. That's what you put in the, in the mixture that's going to be used. For this, for this process, what's the message? What's the symbol of dirt and water? Says Rav Zalman Saratskin, Lazayim LaTorah. Let's think back for a minute. Unbelievably creative. Let's think back. Where else do we have dirt and water? Where else does that come up in halacha? Or not even in halacha. Where does it come up in history? Where do we have dirt and water creating something? Says Lazayim Torah, Kasher Yatzar Hashem as Adam Arishon. When Hashem created Adam, what does the Torah say? And Chazal expands upon it. Lokach Afar min Adama. Adam and Chava. Where did they come from? They came from Afar. They came from dirt. Hashem Itachas Lamizbeach. This is according to one Medrash. The dirt was from the Makam Amikdash. The Makam Amikdash. Hashem took dirt, 
Mimakam kaparaso, from the place where ultimately we would achieve atonement, then kapara. Vigavaloso b'mayim, and Hashem took water. Ka'isha hamagabelas isasa b'mayim. Like a woman who was baking dough, who was baking chalap. Hashem took dirt, water, kneaded it, and created Adam. That's how man was created. Offer, right? Adam is from Adama. May Adama, from the dirt. V'nafak ba'ap of nishmas chayim. And after Hashem made the guf out of dirt and water, Hashem blew into us our neshama. That's how the first man, mankind, was created. But that was only man number one. And woman number one also had a special way of being created. But after that, Hashem says, okay, now it's going to be teamwork. Now you're going to bring the physical and then I'm going to still take care of the neshama. But now it's up to you. Hashem gave to Isha. That's what she was originally called until Adam called her Chava after the Chait. And that's what Chava said. When the first son, Cain, was born, Kanisi, Isha, Hashem, I helped in the creation. As we know, the Gemara Nida says, the parents give the raw materials, the physical materials. Now it's DNA, now it's Zera and an egg, but it's really the dirt and the water. What HaKadosh Baruch Hu created with dirt and water, the parents give the physical materials. As we know, the famous Gemara Nida, Gimel Shutfin Ba'adam, three partners in every human being, a father, a mother, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the Gemara goes through that the father supplies this, and the mother supplies this, and the bones, and the sinews, and the muscles, the chulu. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts in the Ruach and the Neshama. He finishes quoting the Gemara first, and when it's time, after 120 years, for a person to return his Neshama to his Creator, Hashem takes his part, and the rest goes back to dirt and water, as we know. And the parents' part are left, and we return it to where the first Adam came from. So, says the Azayim Torah, using this major idea that we know of from elsewhere. When a couple is acting properly, and a couple is doing what they're supposed to be doing, and they're partners in the creation of children in the proper halachic kosher way, then that's fine. Aval. But if they're straying, what does the Kodesh Baruch Hu use? Water and dirt. As if to say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling the parents, you know, look what's going on here. You're supposed to be my partners. And look what you're doing. What's going on? reminding the couple of Adam and Chava, the creation of originally Adam, Hashem is upset. I, I wanted partners. What happened to my partners? My partners aren't faithful anymore. Kodesh Baruch says, you're supposed to give the, the, the dirt and the water. 
And that's HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the third Shutuf. That's why Dafka, the water and the dirt are used. Symbolic of the first creation, Adam and Chava. Right? We connect Adam and Chava by a wedding. Well, we mentioned them in the Sheva Brachas, as many of the different Torah by Sheva Brachas, that the husband and the wife should think of each other as the only people in the entire world. Right, so Gadish Baruch Hu is saying in this type of case where there was a lack of being together as parents, so dirt and water is used to remind the people involved of what they're supposed to be involved in. Okay, one detail, dirt and water. Okay, what's the significance? It's reminding us of my separations. Now let's move on to the other element, and that is the other major parsha, and that is Naziris. A Nazir. Nazir is in the second half of this parak. We have Sota and then we have Nazir. Why is Sota compared to Nazir? The Gemara tells us at the beginning of Masech of Naziris that if a person sees what happened to Anisha Sota, they'll stop drinking wine. Which we're not going to get into that right now. But if you look in the Hagyonah Shel Torah, Rabbi Zion he touches on the discussion already in the Tanoim and the Rishonim. Is a Nazir an ideal? Is a Nazir something positive? He's called both. He brings a carbon chatas, but he's called a kadosh. The Tanoim discussed this. The Rishonim discussed this. Six years ago, seven years ago, when we started this year, the first year of Nasa, we discussed the machlokas between the Rambam and the Ramban, whether being a Nazir is something positive in light of the fact that he brings a carbon chatas. But if it's Ian Fierer puts it into terms that we can we can relate to. And this is, if we would put it in a word, this is a Kiruv Hegyona Shal Torah. That's the message of what he's about to say. If anyone has to speak about being mashpi on others, here it is. Imhu Roel line five. Sota Achas. Yesh Tam Lahazir Atzmo. Avalam Hu Roel Hamonim Sotimi Derecha Emes. Adaraba. Lo yazer min Sometimes, says Rebbe Tzion Fierer, if I see one individual that might negatively be a bad influence on me, maybe I have to run away. Maybe I have to stay away. But when I see a whole seaboard, when I see people who are straying, who are wandering, who are not connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I can't close myself off. I can't be Maziratzmi. I have to go in and try to bring them back. I have to go and do whatever I can and not be a Nazir and not stay away. We have to be mashpia on them. The goal in life is not to be a Nazir. Maybe in a personal situation, but if I have an ability, and we all have the responsibility to try to bring others closer to Hashem, that's what we have to do. We have to go out, and we have to do what we can. Al Bnei Aliyah, line 12. Sheheim mu'atim, lis arev barov, sheheim b'enam Bnei Aliyah. Obviously, we have to act with Seichel. And we're not allowed, as the Gemara says, we're not supposed to put ourselves into situations of Nisayon. That is true. But on the other hand, that does not allow us to forego our responsibility to bring people closer to God, people who are not yet where they should be. Davar chashev eno batel. 
He uses a halachic term in a hashkafic way. Something that is chashuv in, in Hilchas Yaradeya and Hilchas Isr a davar chashuv is not batel. If somebody is involved in a davar chashuv, if somebody is involved in spreading Torah, ain't no batel. They're not mavutal. Lo tamin hakamus machras. The quantity is not always what overrides. If the quality is something that is of such value, the quality could withstand and override the quantity. Just to run away, says that Yonah Torah, that's not a gibor. That's not a gibor to run away. Running away is not is not where we need to be. Line 18, Kedushas Yisrael, the Kedushas HaKlau, Velo Kedushas HaPrat. The Kedusha of Klau Yisrael is always in the plural. It's not about one person. It's about our nation. Kedoshim Tiyu, Velo Kadosh Tihyeh. Hayachan Mi Yisrael, Enenu Kadosh, Klau Yisrael, Tzarich, V'yacholi Yot Kadosh. And all the Psukim, only Hashem is singular. Ki Kadosh, Ani Hashem Elokeichem. But all the psukim that relate to us is not about Kedushas Hayachid. We have to do what we can to try to be mashpia and bring others closer. If you look in the next page, as he turns over on top, Kimishim is taigo b'dalas amosav, einenu roes advarim shemichutz l'dalas amosav. Sometimes we're only focused on our own dalat amos. We don't see what's outside. This doesn't mean that we're not supposed to be within Dalad Amos Shel Halacha. But take those Dalad Amos Shel Halacha to others. Eino Roez, Dalad Amos of Shel Chavero. And says of Firer, V'dalad Amos of Shel Chavero, Chashuvos, V'dalad Amos of Shelo. And we have to be even more concerned, or as concerned for our friends' Dalad Amos as we are for our own Dalad Amos. Judaism is not about Enochiyut. It's not about the I, it's about the we. Everything we say in Shmona Esrei, there's nothing in the singular. Even our private Shmona Esrei, Rifa'enu, we change it, even though the Pasuk says it in singular. Barechaleinu, we always daven. And therefore, even though a Nazir, in an individual level, might feel that he needs to back away, he needs to separate. He needs to go to an extreme for a tempor- in a temporary way, but that is not the goal of a Jew. The goal of a Jew is to be a mashpia, to be a malame Torah la'amo Yisrael, as HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, and that's the goal. And you know where you know that from? Also, he explains, the Parsha before Nazir is Sota, but the Parsha after Nazir is Birchas Kohanim. And Birchas Kohanim is a mitzvah that a Kohen cannot do unless he's connected to the Am. So if I look behind me and I see Sota, I look in front of me and I see Birchas Kohanim. And that's what we have to look at and that's what we have to strive. That's what we have to strive to be. We have to be a Nazir La'achim Shalanu and not someone who is away and only worried about ourselves. Related to this, back to Rav Saratskin in Laznayim Torah. Relating to this, but back earlier in the Parsha, but it relates to this, I put this here. We noted before that the Parsha of sending out the Tmeim from the Machane starts off with an unusual phrase. 
And usually then the psukim just quote what the mitzvah is. But here by Shiluach when Amachane, what does it say? Tell B'nai Yisrael and they shall send out those who are Tameh. Who's supposed to send that? Who's Tameh? Hashem says to Moshe, tell B'nai Yisrael to send out who is Tameh. Why does it say that? Hashem, tell the Nisim. Moshe, you send out who's Tameh. Why does it say, Tzavis B'nai Yisrael and send out for the Machana? Everyone, tell them to send out. Says Lazayim LaTorah, Yesh Yireyim. There are many times you find very serious Jews. Wonderful Jews. Shevir Osam, and he's writing this a hundred years ago. Almost. Eighty years ago. Shevir Osam Amel Ba'avon Ba'ir. Even less, I should say. Ba'avon Ba'ir. Machalale Shabbos. Muskachim Matar Belagagos Acharachas Betoch. Right, we find people, when they see problems around them, they see people not being Shomer Torah Mitzvos. Mesitim Omadichim, Etamim Mitzvot Yisrael. So what do they do? Hey, Mestabkin Bazeh, Shaboimu Mesaprim Tvarameilo, Bazeh Harav Damasa. They go tell the rabbi. Go to the rabbi, here's the problem. Take care of it. Bidrishalov, Ayer Tatumim Na'ir. Get rid of this problem. Get rid of it. It's bothering us. It's bothering me. Ukshaharav Kuloro Eid Alashmua. Kiba'ah. Omer Lahem. Bowie Okay, let's, let's, let's sit down. Let's figure out a solution. Let's see how can we be mashpia. Let's see what we can do. Let's see maybe we could have a joint Torah learning. We could do something. Let's figure out an idea. Let's figure something out. Right, we have to do something. But what do they answer? He says, these people who are that's not my job. Me, I'm about me. You, it's on your shoulders. You're the rabbi. You're the one who's responsible for fellow Jews, not me. I'm responsible for myself. V'day lohem, I don't have smicha, so I can't do that. I'm not responsible. V'day lohem, she'sipru dvarim l'rav, I'm yotze, I told you, now it's on your shoulders. V'rak alava chova l'va'er es ha'kotzim min ha'kerem. You have to get rid of the thorns. V'im she'ziru d'arav es nafsham atzilu. Says Lazayim Torah, that's not what a Kaddish Baruch Hu demands of every Jew. Call Yisrael Aravim Zelazeh. Right? We're all responsible for each other. If there's one Jew that didn't make Kiddush yet, then there's a Chisaron that in my Kiddush. And I can still be Motzi him. Because we're all connected. And we all have to find solutions to bring all Jews back to Torah. We mentioned in the past the beautiful thought the Bali Musar pointed out beginning of Parshas Yisro. Rashi quotes that Yisro was unbelievable, and but why was he named Yisro? Sheyiter, one of his names, Sheyiter Parshas Achas Shabbat Torah, because he had an additional parsha, a section in the Torah that was that he added in. What was the section in the Torah that he gave Moshe the idea about about appointing judges? So Rashi quotes. That because he was either Achas, either Parsha Achas Sheba Torah, and uh, Rashi quotes that Yisro gives him the advice: this is what you should do, right? Yafke, then you should appoint judges. The problem is, if you look at the Rashi, I don't have the words right, right in front of me. Really, Rashi quotes that Yisro was either Achas Parsha Achas Torah, and he starts quoting from the middle of Yisro's words. 
He doesn't quote from the beginning of Yisro's words. No voltibo, you're going to get worn out. This is a problem. Why does Rashi say Yisro? Because Yiter Parsha Achaz Shebatora. Because Yisro right, gives him the advice what to do. Yisro's words start four psukim earlier. Why does Rashi only quote from the middle of his words? So the Bali Musar answer. Because the beginning of his words, when Yisro is saying what the problem is, that doesn't take godless. You don't need a Yisro for that. Anybody could come in and complain. Anybody could come in and say what's the wrong and what the problem is. It takes a Yisro to come up with a solution. It takes a Yisro to say not only what's wrong, but how to make it right. That was the godless of Yisro and the Yiter Parsha Achas Shebatorah. That's exactly what the Aznayim Latorah is saying here. How does the Parsha start off? By sending the Tum to Tumayim and Amachanem. Tell B'nai Yisrael. Tell B'nai Yisrael. Doesn't say, Moshe, you do it. Vishalchu min Amachanem. Right. Somebody who has Saras. Somebody who's Tumayim to follow the Halacha. Who is supposed to help the rest of Klai Yisrael follow the Halacha? Every Jew. In a way of Ahava, in a way of Kedusha, in a way of bringing them close and not driving them further away. Line 22, How can he send it? He's, he's a singular person. We are all responsible for our fellow Jews to do what we can. And as the Chazonish writes in Hilcha in Yaradea, he says, he says, it's a comment upon every Jew. With ropes of love. We have to do what we can to try to bring all Jews closer to Torah, closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with whatever inspirations, whatever strategies we can come up with. But it's upon every single Jew who is inspired to help another Jew become inspired as well. That's the Azayim Torah. that's the Refirer. A Nazir is not a goal. A Nazir stays by himself. That's not what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from us. Maybe singular individuals once in a while. Even Shmuel, who might have been a Nazir, Machlokas Tanoim, whether he was a Nazir, he made sure to have his hashpa on, on Klai Yisrael as well. Okay, moving right along. So after we have Sota, after we have Nazir, now we get into Birchas Kohanim. Birchas Kohanim, so much we could talk about in Birchas Kohanim. We've discussed various ideas in the past. Tabeo Aaron Babanav Leymar. Kotavarchu is B'nai Yisrael, Amor Lohem. Tell B'nai Yisrael, Amor Lohem. It's interesting, Rashi. We haven't noted this Rashi in the past, but before we get to the thought, Amor is spelled with a vav. Amor Lohem. Rashi says it's like Zachor, Shamor. But why Amor? Why is it spelled with a vav? Rashi says, Male. Lo tevarchem bechipazon ubevahalos. Don't be so fast and quick. Ela bekavana ubeleif shalem. Have kavana when you give your fellow Jew a bracha. Have kavana. Right? When we see somebody, we give them a bracha. It's talking about the kohanim. But when we give anybody a bracha, when we wish somebody a mazel tov, mazel tov. Right? It should be with feeling. It should be mole. A molehem. When we tell somebody a shkoyach, what does it say? We say it with feeling. Yashar kochacha. Your strength should be... Right? Somebody will look at us strange if we actually say the words. Right? Yashar kochacha. 
Baruch Tiyeh. When we, we, when we give somebody a bracha, we learn that from this Rashi, Amor Lohem. When we say anything in life, we have to deal with feeling. Right? I'll relate this to when we make a, when we make a bracha. When we make a bracha, Lo Tavarchem Bechipazon Abebehalos. We shouldn't say a bracha. With a, with a, but we say a bracha as long as it takes for the food to get from my hands to my mouth. We have to say it with pemale. Even on halacha. Now I'd have anything in one's mouth when one makes a bracha. Lo tevarche bechibazon abehalos. We have to make sure we don't say brachas with quickly. We don't say brachas uh, suddenly. To realize the kavanu belief shalim. All brachas. I think parenthetically I came uh, mentioned in the daf a couple of days ago. Rav Shlomo Zalman says we have to make sure to say Birchas Hamazon Bekavano Belev Shalem. And Rav Shlomo Zalman wrote, it's harder to bench with Kavana than it is to say Shmona Esrei with Kavana. Says Rav Shlomo Zalman. Because Shmona Esrei, you're in Shul, we're davening, we know what we're doing. Birchas Hamazon, we're sitting at the table, there's stuff going on. Rav Shlomo Zalman said, we have to make sure to bench Bekavano Belev Shalem. An expansion of this Rashi. Amor, Amor is spelled with a Vav. Male. We have to give a bracha. The Kohanim have to give a bracha. Okay. Let's focus on one hawacha. We might have touched on this a couple of years ago, but now we have it inside from the Dubna Magid and the Mishle Yaakov. The Mishle Yaakov is, they put together a lot of the Mishalim of the Dubna Magid. And every section, there's a little section, there's a little medrash, and then he says, Mashal. So what's the medrash? We know the halacha is that the kohanim face the tzibur when they give their bracha. That's the halacha. They start off facing HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak, facing the Aaron, and then they split in the middle of the bracha. But the bracha is the bracha, but the real mitzvah is berachas kohanim, to say the psukim. So, relating to that halacha, says the Medrash, source number nine, Daber al-Aron v'al-Banav le'mar, ko'sevarach was b'nei Yisrael amar lo'hem, yibarechacha, ma'am ma'od ra'uy lehis orer al-sfas yeser amar lo'hem. First of all, what is the extra two words? Say to them, umagam madua ha'elef lilos amor nekuda b'kamitz lo b'segol, k'mishpat shal tzivoy, k'mo emor al-ko'anim, milos amor b'kamitz hu makor zachor shamor. What's the emphasis of that, of that word? And then he gets into our question, line 10. If you were writing Yilchus Berchas Kohanim, wouldn't it make more sense for the Kohanim to face front and basically Davin on behalf of Klal Yisrael? They are the messengers. They are the servants. So why don't they face Hashem with their hands up and say, Hashem, please bless this nation. Yivarecha, not Yivarecha Hashem, so you'll change the words. Hashem, Barech, Hashem, Shamar. And that's not what happens. They're facing us. Why don't the Kohanim face front and basically ask Hashem for a bracha instead of facing us and saying, oh, Hashem should give you a bracha. What does that have to do with me? It has to do with God. What do I do? I'm just listening. Yes, there is a day in the Achronim. The Sefer Haredim says, there is a mitzvah say for B'nai Yisrael to receive Birchas Kohanim. Not only for the Kohanim to give Birchas Kohanim, the Bir Halacha quotes this in the first line of Hilchas Esiyas Kapayim, but even so, what does it mean that the Kohanim are giving us a bracha? Face Hashem and tell him or ask him to give us a bracha. So says the Dubna Magid in his classic style, I'll give you a marshal. I'll give you a marshal. Top of the next page. This is most Mishalom. A father gets angry at his son and throws him out. 
Usually it's a king. This is just a father. He threw the son out. That he doesn't talk to him anymore. The son is is barefoot. The son has no clothes. He's he's in dire straits. He goes to a neighbor. His clothes are, are, are rent. He doesn't have anything. Could you please go ask my father to send me some clothes? I'm dying here. I, I don't have anything. I'm freezing. So please. So the neighbor says, okay. Please have, have some compassion on your son. He really feels bad. Please. Please. It's winter outside. So the father says to the neighbor, Vayomer. You think I don't want to give my kid clothing? You think I don't want to give my child everything in the world? You don't think I have it here in my house? Of course I'd want to. But my son's a fool. All he has to do is to change his behavior. All he has to do is to act properly. If he acts like a mensch, I'll give him everything. It's not up to me. I gave him a thousand chances. Don't talk to me. Talk to him. If he makes himself worthy of everything that I have, I'll give it to him. It's simple. Wine 11. For me to have Rachmanus on my son, tell my son to have Rachmanus on me. Tell him to have Rachmanus. Line 16. Go talk to him. What do you want with me? I, I want to. He's just got to open up the open up the the pipelines so I can give it to him. And says the Dubna Maga, the Nimshal is now obvious. HaKadosh Baruch has all the brachas. He wants to give us. He wants to give us. He has it all in Shemayim waiting. The Shefa Bracha. But we just have to be roy for it. So the Kohanim have nothing to do with God. The Kohanim say to us, when he, they, they, they say, Yivarecha Hashem. You know what they're saying to us? They're not davening to Hashem. They're davening and they're telling us, make yourself worthy for the Bracha of Hashem. Make yourself worthy to get the Gashmias and the Ruchmias and the Shmira on the Brachas. That's the nimshal. That's why they face us. Maybe you could say they start off facing Hakadosh Baruch Hu, but then they turn around. They turn around because they say, eh. "No, it doesn't work that way." Hanimshal ki eich yevarech hakohen v'ivakesh espenei Hashem yisbarach barech hazamcha. Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants to. Hashem's a father. He knows. And Hakadosh Baruch Hu chefso leitiv besmidus ki chafitz chesedu lachen yafa amarakasuv. What's that emphasizing? Don't tell me. Tell them. Amar lahem. Speak to them. They're the ones that have to make themselves worthy to be zochet to all the brachos that I want to give them. Unbelievable insight into something that we have the schus of hearing every single day here in Eretz Yisrael. Right? That berchas kohanim. We have to realize. Right? Hashem is talking. The kohanim are talking to us. They're not really talking only to HaKadosh Baruch. Okay. Moving right along. 
Perek Zion now, Pasik Tess. So we have, of course, the second half of the parasha talks all about the Nesim. But even before we get there, before we get to the repeat over and over and over again, first we have Vayakrivu Nesiyah Yisrael, a general couple of sukkim. The Nesim bring their kavanos, they bring it on wagons. Hashem says to Moshe what the process of the wagons are. What goes on the wagons? Almost everything goes on the wagons, except for B'nai Kahas. They don't carry it on wagons. They, of course, carry the most uh, Kadosh Kalim. That's how you remember it, right? Kahas is Kodesh. They get the most holy uh, Kalim. Pasik Tes, B'levnei Kahas, Lona, Son. Don't give B'nei Kahas wagons. Ki avodas ha-Kodesh alehem. Their holy work is upon them. Bakasef so. They must carry it on their shoulders. Bakasef so we know the Aron was not put on a wagon. It was put on, it was put on shoulders. There was a famous mistake made later on in history. When Am Yisrael, led by David HaMelech in Shmuel Beis, brings the Aron back after it was captured by the Plishtim and it came back to Beit Shemesh and it was going back to Yerushalayim, on the way back, it was not so pretty. What occurred, what was supposed to be an amazing, wonderful day, uh, it was not. There was a mistake made. There was a mistake made. What exactly was that mistake is not 100% clear, but it seems to be, according to the Radak there and others, that the Aaron was put on the wagon and it wasn't carried on shoulders. It wasn't carried on the shoulders. The Navi describes it was on the wagon. Peretz Uzzah. Right? It was tragedy that took place. If, you look at, if we look in Divrei Hayamim, we hardly ever get to look in Divrei Hayamim. Probably one of the most least learned Svarim in Tanakh. Divrei Hayamim. So if you look in Perak Tezvav in Divrei Hayamim, in source number 12, David HaMelech is describing the event that took place when the mistake was made regarding the Aron. He's describing the event. Divrei Hayamim, much of Divrei Hayamim, are describing the same events that happened earlier in Tanakh, and it's just has little differences in detail. So for example, in Divrei Hayamim it says, that, you know why David HaMelech couldn't build a base on Migdash? Because he had blood on his hands. That's only in Divrei Hayamim. That's not earlier. That's not in Sefer Shmuel. There it doesn't give that reason why Shlomo had to build it. It gives a different reason. But only in Divrei Yamim. So you have to read one with the, in light of the other. So it says, it says in Divrei Hayamim, Vayikra David, David calls, let's, in source number 12, then we'll go back to 11. Vayikra David, letzadok leviatar, akonim, he calls, letzadok leviatar, and to the Levim, Vayomer lahem, hiskadshu atem vachechev alisem esaron Hashem alokei Yisrael alachin osilo. Get ready, now we're bringing the Aaron, and we're not going to make any mistakes. We're bringing the Aaron in to Yerushalayim. We're going to do it properly now. Ki l'mabarishona, because the first time around, lo hashtem, not you, parat Hashem elokeinu banu. Hashem made a pirza, right? Peretz uza. Ki lo derashnu hakamishpat. What does that phrase mean? Let's just translate the words. We didn't darshan it we didn't learn it, and darshan it, we didn't seek it out according to the law. Lo derashnu What does that mean? We didn't darshan it according to the law? The Radak there in Divrei Ayamim says, because they put the Aaron in the wagon and they didn't put it on the shoulders. Exactly what he writes in Sefer Shmuel. But how does that, what does the Pasuk mean? Lo derashnu We didn't seek it out the law. We made a mistake. Says the Nitziv. 
Says the Nitziv back on our Pasik. Let's read our Pasik again. Pasik Tess. The Bnei Kos, don't give them wagons. The Avodas HaKodesh is on them. They will carry it on their shoulders. Says the Nitziv, there are two different ways that one can understand this Pasik. Here we go. Says the Nitziv, top left. Hi Alehem Miyutar. The word Alehem seems to be emphasizing something. Just take Yavodas HaKodesh, Bakasev Yiso. They carry the Avodas HaKodesh on their shoulders. What do you mean Alehem on them? So says the Nitziv. Two understandings. Efshalafarish Bishdeofanim. One of them is wrong, but there are two possibilities. Aleph. Lidrosh Dafka Bishasha Alehem Bakasev Yiso. When it is you, Shevet Levi, carrying the Aron, when it's Alehem, then you have to do it on the shoulders. Because they be so. But let's say there's a time in history when somebody else is going to be carrying the Aron, it's not going to be Alehem, then you don't need Because they be so. Maybe that's the emphasis of the Pasik. When it's you, when it's Alehem, Because they be so. But if someone else somehow would bring, carry the Aron, ain't no cane. They wouldn't have to have it on their shoulders. Right. Parenthetically, you might a mushal like Moshe Rabbeinu. The Gemara asks, when Moshe Rabbeinu acted like the Kohen Gadol at the beginning of the Chanukah Samishkan, did he wear the big Tikkahuna? He wasn't a Kohen. Aaron was the Kohen Gadol. But he had to show Aaron what to do. So the Gemara says, did he wear the big Adam of the Kohen Gadol? Or not. The Begadim of the Kohen Gadol only have to be worn when the Kohen Gadol does the Avoda. If someone else does the Avoda, it only happened once in history. So they don't. See here too. That's one way to read the Pasuk. Alehem bakasev so. When you carry the Aron, then you have to have shoulders. But if not, not. Or no. Of course, whoever carries the Aron has to do it on their shoulders and not on a wagon. Asher ha-mitzvah b'masa ha-aron she-dafka alayhem v'lo alacher. No, the Pasuk saying, you have the mitzvah and you have to carry it on the shoulders. When David took it, it wasn't the mitzvah. They were, they were putting it back in the proper place. Two different understandings. Says the Nitziv, David made a mistake. David understood the Pasuk as understanding one, not as understanding two. According to the Rishonim already, you don't have to blame the Nitziv, the Rishonim already said the David made a mistake. The question is, what exactly was the mistake? Why did he put it on the wagon? It's a Pasuk Mefurish and Chumash, says the Nitziv, because you can understand it in two different ways. Is the Alehem limiting the Isser, or just saying the Mitzvah, or is just saying, well, the Mitzvah applies to you. Line 13, Hine David HaMelech Barishon HaHovila Sa'aron Al he put it on the wagon, Lo Sheshachach Mikra Debeirav, he didn't forget a Pasuk. We're talking about David HaMelech. Ella Haven Kapira Sharishon. He just understood it like the first shot. That's why he put it on the wagon and it led to tragedy. Acharkach, Rav is bonein kitav But then he realized his mistake. The drasha, the understanding that he made in the Pasuk was a mistake. That's the Pasuk in Divrei Hayamim. David says, We didn't darshan it properly. We didn't understand the Pasuk properly, says the Nitziv. And that was the, that was the mistake. And one could even say, he relates it, I'm not going to go through the rest of it now, he relates it in the continuation based on the Pasuk and Tehillim, Zmiros Hayeluchukecha, Hashem gets upset at David, because he called the Torah Zmiros, 
And Hashem says, you're going to make a mistake, and even a Pasuk in Chumash, and this was the Pasuk, you can look at the continuation of the of the Nitzif. Okay, moving right along. Let's have one more thought on the Parashah, and end off with something on the Haftorah. So, famous question, probably the most famous question of Parshas Naso is, why is Naso the longest Parsha? Why is it the longest Parsha? Because you have the same thing repeated over and over and over and over again in the second half of the Parsha. Naso is not the hardest Parsha to lane. Not by a long shot. It's not. Oh, it's one hard aliyah. But other than that, the whole second half of the Parsha is a repeat. So, famous question is, Why? Why couldn't Nachshon ben Aminadov give his karbanos, and then the Torah could say, and all the Nesiyim followed suit. And all the Nesiyim brought the same exact karbanos. Why do we have to have every single one listed? Again, a famous question. Many answers given that we have discussed in the past. So this year we'll do Rav Yeruchim's answer. It says Rav Yeruchim. We haven't learned his Torah in a, in a couple of weeks. Source number 14. He quotes line 11. The Torah is always so short in, his, in its words, generally. The whole Isser of a Chamosa, one of the Arayas, is learned out from an extra, extra letter. So many Allahs are learned out from little hints and little extra letters and words. And yet, here, many, many Psukim. What's the message? Hinei Tirah, line 15. Says of Yeruchim, as he always goes into the depths of the human psyche. Hinei Tirah, Anashem Lom Demezah Sugya. Sometimes you find somebody that's learning a Sugya, maybe it happens to us. Miss Amkimba, Umachachim Chidushim, we come up with an unbelievable Chidush. We're so excited. We thought of it. We thought of a grape shot. That's the shot of the Rampa. That's the Pshat of the Gemara. This is the root. We're very excited about it. And then we find that somebody else said it. We see it's in an Achron. We see it's a Kivanger. We find it somewhere else. So sometimes, says of Yerucham, you find people who all of a sudden get very disappointed. Oh, I thought I did it. I thought it was me. I thought I was the one who brought this Torah down to earth. And they're upset. And they're disappointed. Because now it's not mine. Okay, what good is all my hard work? Somebody else said it already. There's no greater fool. If you find it in your Rebekah Vager, that's a good sign. My fourth grade Rebbe, my fourth grade Rebbe, whenever I remember, made such an impression, whenever somebody would make a comment, he would say, stand up. And you never knew whether it was, was going to be something good or something bad. Stand up. And he would say then, repeat after me, Baruch Shekivanti. Blessed that I was machavin to a Rashi, to a, to a Mishnah, to an opinion. Made such an impression. Because that's the proper that's the proper uh, attitude. He quotes the saying, Amri Inchi, line 19, he says, people say, If you follow a straight, well-traveled road, you're going to meet a lot of people. And then he quotes the line in Yiddish. 
Adam Olecha Alderach Yeshara Mikan. What if you go on a crooked path? You take the back roads, you go wind around, you go this, you go that. You might not see anybody. But if you go on a straight path, you're going to meet somebody you know. If you have Seichal Hayashar, says Rabbi Yeruchim, if I came up with a true Chiddush, if I came up with something that really is valuable, then hopefully I'll meet somebody on that road. I'll meet a Rabbi Kiva Eger. I'll meet an Arsameah. I'll meet somebody. If I come up with a Chiddush, and nobody in the world has ever said this before, there's a good chance that I went off the road and I fell into a ditch. There's a good chance that I'm not going on the Derech Hayashar, the biggest raya, says Rav Yerucham, that it's a great svara, is that you find it somewhere. You find it in an earlier source. And that's why when we have greats, they're not disappointed when they find that somebody else said it. They're excited. It's not about me. It's about the Torah. It's about the MS. Line 24. The Alderach lo pogei shumish, azai halo adaraba, simon lo kisarim in Alderach hayashara. And therefore he says, if you find, Halomate Sugya, line 26, Begemara, Bechola Amkus, Umagin Chidushim, Kachola Ola Arucho, Marbe Besvaris Kishronos, you come up with great Svaris, and then, seemingly Yashras Uahifuch, and you find that somebody else said it, you find it in a Rashba, a Ritva, Ksos, one should celebrate, one should start dancing, because, Baruch Hashem, I say Chalayashar, and then he quotes, Rabbi Yerucham says, but he learned in Radin, he learned in Radin with the Chavetz Chaim, and who was the Rosh Yeshiva there? The Granat. Rabbi Naftali Trump. So Rabbi Yerucham says, sometimes I used to uh, speak to him in learning. And I used to ask him the Rosh Kasha. And he used to answer me one answer. And I used to say, keep going. And he used to be, give me another answer. Keep going. Give me three answers. And I'd say, all three answers are in the Rosh And he started dancing. Because he had Seichal Hayashar. That, no, that, that's, that, when somebody had Seichal Hayashar, you're going to find it. You're going to find it in the earlier sources. And then he even says, Line 43, might be a little light on your sheet. Maybe this is even a deeper message of the Septuagint Gemara. The Gemara in Megillah, Daftes, we know the story, Talmai HaMelech put, took the 70 elders, 72 elders, and put them in 72 different rooms and made them translate the Torah into Greek without their knowing how each of their friends were going to translate it. And unbelievable, miraculously, each of them translated the Torah into the exact same way with the ten changes that they all made. And they all made the same ten changes. Right? Elohim bar Abracious and said Abracious bar Elohim. Asa Adam. Well, the ten, the last one is the one that everybody remembers, that Arneves is a rabbit, it's not a kosher animal, but that was Talmai's wife's name. They had to change Arneves, they changed it to a different one, Amar Baraglayim. Okay, all the different changes. But says Rabbi Ruchen, yes, it was miraculous, but maybe on a deeper level, it wasn't so miraculous. These 72 Rabbanon had such yashras, such straight thinking, they all thought the same way. They all thought the same way. They came to the same changes. This is what needs to be done to save Torah, to save Am Yisrael. So says Yav Yerucham, every Nasi came to the same conclusion about which carbon to bring. I think I should bring a chatas and an, and, an, and an ola and a mincha and some of this and some of that. That's the message. Every one of them, one after another after another, said, I have to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu at the beginning of the Chanukah Zamishkan in this way. And they all were different. This one was a little Yisach, this one Yisachar and Zavulun. They all have, came from different backgrounds, different Shvatim. And yet, says Yerucham, they came to the same conclusion. 
That's Yashras in their thinking. That's a Rav Yerucham to take home in terms of our learning. Okay, final thought for the evening. Let us get into the Haftor. The Haftor, as we know, Parsha's not so one of the more well-known Haftorahs is the story of Shimshon and Manoach and Ashes Manoach, Saloponis, and the family of Shimshon being born. So there's a question that we discussed a couple of years ago from Rav Schwab. I gave it to you again in source number 16, but there's a different answer that we're going to go into now. If you remember the story, the Malach appears to the mother of Shimshon, Eishas Manoach, gives her instructions and says, you're going to have a Nazir, and you have the Psukim in source number 15, in the bold print. You have to be careful, don't drink any wine, and don't become Tameh, etc., etc. Don't eat anything, I'm sorry, don't eat anything, Otochu kal right, can't become Tameh, because you're going to have a child, and Moralo Yala Rosha Vachulu. She runs back to her husband and says, I saw Moralo Hashem! And she, he says, really? What did he say? He said this and this and this. And he says, I have no idea what to do. Let's try to get him back. They dive and he comes back and he says, what do we do? And he gives the same exact instructions. And he's like, okay, good. Now I know. And all of them first ask. The Moloch didn't add anything new the second time that he didn't express the first time. So all of a sudden they said, oh, okay, now, now I understand. So in past years, I think, again, I think the first year, seven years ago, we caught her of Schwab's idea, which is, Source number 16, an unbelievable thought that really Tishamer, Tishmar, could mean you or she. And Rav Schwab explained that what they were bothered by was how could we expect him to be a Nazir if we're not Nazirim? And the second time, that's exactly what the Malach said. Yeah, you have to be a Nazir. That's what the added point was. It doesn't mean she, it means you. Because children need to learn from role models. But there's another answer, a Lumdish answer given by Reb Chaim Brisker, quoted in Source, 20, source 15, in the Sefer Torah Chaim, which has Reb Chaim's Chidushim ala Torah. This is quoted on Sefer Shoftim, though, at the end of the Sefer. So there, again, the question is, What was added on? Explains Reb Chaim. Why did the mother of Shimshon, why was she not allowed to drink wine? Why? Because her son was going to be a Nazir. Let me ask you a question, Asher Chaim. Was she allowed to get a haircut? Mistama, yes. Doesn't say anywhere that she couldn't get a haircut. Why not? What's the difference? What's the difference between her getting a haircut and her drinking wine? The answer that all of us will say is, well, the wine goes inside to the baby. And the hair has nothing to do with the baby. The hair is cutting her own hair. What does that have to do with the baby? When the first time the Malach said to Ashes Manoach, don't drink wine. They weren't sure what the reason is. Is it because I have some kind of status, the mother? I have to be like a Nizirah. This kind of works in the opposite way of Rabbi Schwab. I have to be a Nizirah. There's something about me or there's something about the baby. Meaning, is it a din in the baby or is it a din in the mother? Answer, it's a din in the baby. Meaning, Rabbi Chaim explains... Unlike, for example, a Bechor, a Bechor only has Kedusha, whether it's a child or even an animal. When does the Kedusha's Bechor start? When the baby is born. When a baby is born, the, baby, the Kedusha starts. By Shimshon, the status started in utero. That's the Chiddush. That's what the Malach told Eishas Manoah. You can't drink wine because he's already a Nazir. 
He already has the status. You can get a haircut. That's no problem. No problem for you to get a haircut. Because that has nothing to do with the baby. And these halachas have nothing to do with you. It has to do with the baby. So again, it's kind of opposite message of Rav Schwab. But this is Rav Chaim. If you look on line, line, uh, line four. And that's what they were wondering about. And that's what the Malach clarified. To call Isuria Isha Yarak Mitaras Mishpat Hanar, Mitaras Neogisuria Ubar, the Nazar Elohim Yen Armana Betan. The Enadomil of Bachar, it's not like a Bachar, who does not have Kedusha until birth. But Shimshon, Shimshon has a status, the status of Naziris even inside, and therefore the mother can't drink wine, but she's allowed to get a haircut. Because it's all about the baby, it's not about the mother. Okay, we'll stop here. Again, we can take both of these. The Landish thought of Reb Chaim. The Musar Haskell thought of Reb Schwab, uh, based on the Haftorah. And uh, Baruch Hashem, let's remember that Sadushi Arim, when we're listening to all of those Nesim, it's the longest parsha because we love Torah, and that's what we have to demonstrate right after Shavuos. Okay, we'll stop here.